All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Sunday, and this is the Anasas. I'm Matt, and Matthew. Hey, Bob Panalone. How you doing? Hey, welcome back, everybody. You ready to chop it up? Ready to have a nice solid chop session with you, Hayes? All right. Well, this is going to be our Oscar nominations review show. Nominations just got released, and we're going to chop it up. Hey, let's get into it, man. It's the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. It's a great time of the year. We got when all the good movies come out in theaters. And na, 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 na. Okay, na, 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 na. We so got, we got people on Facebook talking about their mock drafts. We got me and Matt Hayes chopping it up about Oscar nominations. Our mock Beautiful ballots. Time. Our mock ballots. It's a, uh, it's a great time, man. I've had yeah. people, I've had people texting me. You know, they know I get into the Oscar season. I have arguably the greatest Oscar party in the country every single year, and people are already trying to, you know, yeah, uh, well, the, ask the, for opinions. The uh the off the the Chicago offshoot of the once great Matt and Bob's extravaganza, correct for a uh, consecutive twenty seventy four years seventy four years of great <laughs> great times great parties. Um, hey, just make sure you're not sitting on Cameron's red red blanket. Oh yeah, it's a nice blanket. <laughs> the red carpet blanket, which was maroon. Um, <laughs> all right, well let let's kick it off. So we got uh, nine nominations. There's allowed to be ten. Uh, me and you don't usually like to talk about snubs, but uh, I'll ask you right now, put you on the spot. Is there a 10th one you felt was deserving that missed out? Uh, no, but that comes with an asterisk in that I have not seen Loving yet, and that was uh, one of those festival darlings that I thought was going to get a lot more representation this year. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the lead actress, uh, Ruth Nega, is that how you say her name? Ruth Nega. Ruth Nega. Okay, so she... Uh, she got nominated, but I was surprised Edgerton uh, wasn't on the board a little bit. Um, and now, that was also, huh? I I think in order to get into the best picture nomination, um, you have to receive a top five vote. Is that correct, or or is it just is it a number one vote? I actually do not know. I think when they fill out their nomination ballots, I think they they kind of compile uh the top films up to ten that re- that received. At least yeah. a top five vote. Possibly. I mean, that makes okay. sense to me, but maybe it's just like people voted for it for best picture. So if, if no one voted, um, like you have to receive a best picture, like the number one to be nominated. Uh, and these okay. were the nine that got those votes. Or, or maybe it's, uh, I, I want to look into this because it might, might be just an aggregate of the, the most top five votes get in. Yeah. If you could look that 10. up, I would appreciate that. Yeah. I, I'm um, honestly curious. I'm well. All right, because there's got to be a reason. Because they would just put ten in if it was just well, we're gonna get ten. But I I do like that there's some sort of criteria. That no, they, yeah, I it's one of those. It's either uh, these nine uh, movies, uh, someone at least gave it a number one vote, or these were the the highest ranking, uh, or, or the the most appearances. You need to have in, a certain. Top- it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it's almost like how the baseball all stars or the mm-hmm. excuse me, the baseball hall of fame, you need to have uh 75% of the voting across the board. You need to capture 75% of the votes to Yeah, be and so for me personally, I I don't have any issue with any of these top 9 being a top 5. I I could uh, go a lot of different ways. I've seen all of them except for Hacksaw Ridge, which I'll say right now is my biggest surprise of the entire nomination. I was nominations. completely surprised. And I've seen it. 
I just you recently have. because as soon as as soon as the nominations were announced, and normally there's always the oh, uh, a lot of people last year, you know, kind of once Room was getting a lot of you know the for, for directing and for writing and then for the actress got a lot of buzz and then the movie got nominated. People are like, oh, I gotta go check out this Room movie, and I was fortunate yeah. enough to have an advanced screening of it to where we even you know we kind of like filled the Scantron bubbles in on our opinions of the movie and we saw kind of a an early cut of it. So cool. that was something that was really cool to kind of see that movie take fire after I'd seen it. Yeah, um, same but, thing. I saw it pretty early on as well. Yeah, but, and that's so, always cool. This Hacksaw Ridge was something that when it first came out, I'll be honest, I had just based on the advertising, had no interest in seeing it. And I was like, ah, oh, it looks like another, I wouldn't even say flags of our fathers, but you know, just another, you know, the, the World War II uh, kind of film that's been that's just, made every year yeah, in some, some sort like, of facet. Like Fury was okay. And like, yeah. like this, this looked like it was going to be okay. But yeah, no one was like beating down the doors to get Fury nominated, and and I speaking I just of have... speaking of Fury or a Brad Pitt World War II vehicle, um, Allied was left off the list, which I'm glad because that also looked. I had no interest in seeing that movie. I did. I saw it with my dad over Thanksgiving, and it's it's fine. It's it's. I mean, your boy Zemeckis, a... just another. Another yeah, one for the game. I, uh, I am slowly getting off the Zemeckis bandwagon. For years, I'd be like, oh, my favorite director is Robert Zemeckis. And people would be, you know, you know, so someone who's not totally into film would be like, oh, yeah, what's his name? I've heard his name. It'd be like, well, Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know. Yeah, he's the, got the a lot of... A lot of good ones, but but flight a lot was really t- good. That was that was a more modern Zemeckis one that I thought yeah. was was really yeah. good. But he got so into his own animation, and and anyway, I'm getting off topic. But his yeah. animation was always well behind the uh, the 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 modern day technology that people. Well, were for a while it was in front because of Roger Rabbit. He was like Mister. Oh animation. yeah, that's right, that's right. But yeah, then he did like Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol and, and yeah, and Polar a Express bunch of junk. It was junk, and and yeah. So, but then I didn't see his Man on a Wire movie, which was what the hell was that called with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? It wasn't oh. called Man on a Wire. It was called it was like the yeah the Wire or the Walk. Yeah, or it was called yeah. It was called Who Cares? And yeah, who cares? nobody nobody saw that. I can't even find that movie on anywhere. I, I yeah. cannot find it to rent. Or I mean, it it came and went so fast. Nobody had an interest in seeing it. And yeah, then Allied came out and it was kind of, you could just tell when they're really swinging for the fences in terms of Oscar nominations. And I'm, I'm just kind of glad that it got a general Yeah, snub. Oscar bait. Well, yeah, another one, uh, I would say Silence, maybe on paper. Um, I think people yeah, were was... maybe expecting awards. I know you were. And then uh, I guess, I mean, so was I. I went to go see it. Um, and if uh, we had had Cameron on here, because he, me and him saw it together and had a pretty... Uh, a uh, long animated conversation about it and just why we hated it so much. So, okay. yep, yeah, that's. Um, but what else we got? Yeah, I mean, Hell or High Water. I'm glad that made it on there. That was my, yep, that was one of I my favorites. Hell or, I know you're summer. big into Hell or High Water, and I read through. I read a little Facebook debate that you had with a buddy of yours that he didn't. Um, he articulated his argument a little better than I did, but he felt that the actors were performing the movie more than watching a performance and yeah. that's always how i felt about ben foster i never really believe him he you know you could just always i could always watch the the machine working and i never really 
but I, I did like Chris Pine in it, and of course Jeff Bridges completely steals the show and and is deserving of his uh, for sure supporting actor. Yeah, uh, which leads me to one of my more interesting uh, battles for 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 awards. Uh, well, the supporting yeah. actor categories. Because I, I, I want to ask let's, you, going through I the categories, quick, pretty excited. Yeah, to I want to. I want to go down the. Do you have the list in front of you for best best picture first? Because I'd like to kind of. To, best to, yeah, best picture, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Arrival. Ridge, okay, so Heller High War. Definitely needs to be there. Fences definitely needs to be there. Hacksaw, I could have swapped with something else. We'll we'll get into Hacksaw in a little bit. Heller High Well, yeah, Water. I mean, it gets it, it must have been so good that I mean, because nobody wanted to give Mel Gibson a nomination, and he kind they of have been <laughs> yeah, they have to give it to him. No, I honestly don't. I don't, I don't know what's happening with Hacksaw Ridge. We can spend a little time here. And you said you haven't seen it yet? No, I need to see that one. I've seen everything I, else. I really don't understand what's special about this movie. It's, it's, first of all, it's, it should be called a, a series of unfortunate casting decisions because Vince Vaughn plays your stereotypical drill sergeant, you know, sir, yes, sir, private. Do you realize that you're, you know, wearing the wrong outfit and blah, blah, blah. And he's kind of, you know, and mm-hmm. the whole, the whole point is that, um, uh, the main character, uh, what's his name? Andrew Garfield is the a conscientious objector. And he, because of his faith refuses to fire a weapon at the enemy. Um, but you know, believes so, ho- so wholeheartedly in the war effort that he, he wants to do his service and help his country. And, you know, to his words, put, you know, put a little bit of the world back together as it's falling apart. So, you know, it's, you know, that, that's kind of a nice theme. Um, that's basically all that the movie explores. And Vince Vaughn is, you know, he's kind of the representation of, you know, the, the, the foot soldier and like, this, this man won't go into war with you and, and have your back with a weapon. And, you know, he's kind of that antagonist along with Sam Worthington, mm-hmm. who is just, when they can't get Joel Edgerton, they just call this guy. He's like the most blah actor in Hollywood, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Joel Edgerton. Oh. No, oh, Sam, Sam Worthington Worth- is the oh, guy who was okay. in Avatar. He yeah, was like yeah, the, yeah. the other Australian actor who looks just like Joel Edgerton. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I, he's okay. like the he's like the captain of this infantry and then um, the drill sergeant and, you know, uh, uh, guy is... Vince Vaughn and Vince Vaughn has no business in the like you know he's like trying to shout at these guys and he <laughs> looks like a 60 year old you know movie star like it's like like Vince Vaughn is again just like the way he looked out of place as like a, a grizzled gangster in, yeah in true um, detective true detective too yeah he's like just completely out of place in this and you know one of the biggest to- disappointments in television history <laughs> Yeah, and he's like here. He's like there in the foot in the you know in the foxhole with this like little machine gun with Andrew Garfield, and it's like, what are you doing here? You're like, and it's and it's not like he pulls the performance off. And I'm like a like a Zemeckis defender. I'm a big. I've always been really into Vince Vaughn, and I was swing, yeah. Swingers is my bible, and I, you know I've always just been a, a big vince vaughn guy and but like he chooses these projects which are just out of his element like sometimes you just gotta know your lane man sometimes you just gotta you know and i'm not saying he needs to do old school every year but like this is just not this is not you man this is not. yeah i could i could do with a return to form for vince vaughn actually because that guy's a lot of fun when he's in the right vehicle and then uh, hugo weaving plays his 
Andrew Garfield's like drunk Southern dad in Hugo Weaving. For those who who can't place the name, is Agent Smith in um in the Matrix series. So think of the guy who always talked like this. And There's a guy, smell, and I feel infected by it. Infected. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so it's him, but he's got this like terrible put on Southern accent, but he's still doing. That's all he really does. You know, he does the, the, um, what was the other movie? Uh, uh, v for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. And like, he, he, that's just his cadence. And the same thing with the Captain America and the Red Skull. And like, he, I mean, the guy, like, that's the way he speaks. That's his acting voice. But like, not for this movie. I don't yeah. Know. I, I just didn't get, I just thought that some of the casting choices were weird. Uh, it, it was very um, paint by numbers to me in terms of where the plot went. Uh, it was shot pretty decently, but like any World War II movie that's made kind of follows that same Saving Private Ryan blueprint. Like after Saving Private Ryan, they all kind of look and feel the same, at least to me. Just a little, not quite as good. All right, well, let's yeah, try the so door on Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Hell or High Water, we've been on. Um, I I always like movies that are like early released. I mean, this was this came out in uh, kind of towards the end of summer. I just like that you know m- good movies just aren't forgotten. It's not just all movies that come out November to December. Um, that is so a I, good point. That I always like to point. see a few of those represented. Hidden Figures I saw recently, and I actually was surprised at how much I liked it. I thought it was oh, a well, okay. Yeah, well, go into well, why you liked it. Just a well told, touching, heartfelt story as you would expect, but it. It was, you know, really touching and and uh, inspiring. I just thought they they did a really good job telling the story and making it interesting. Because um, I, you know, on paper, not something I relate to, which is not necessarily why I see movies. But um, mm-hmm. exactly. wasn't excited to see it. Um, I know people are making a lot of a big deal about it being two weeks at number one, being a uh, a female black led cast, and that's cool. That's awesome. But I, I'm more yeah. I'm more interested in a movie being good that's top of the box office. Uh, I just versus there was there's like a, a few moments that uh, were a little too cliche for me. Um, if if they didn't have Kevin Costner with the crowbar tearing down the blacks only bathroom sign, I would have been okay with it. You <laughs> yeah. know, I was just like, all right, okay, all right, yeah. Costner. Yeah, but, I mean, he he looks exactly like uh, his character. I feel like he's played that guy. Um, it reminded me of his character in JFK, actually. Kind of, I think okay. Yeah, well, it's the, the same, same, same yeah, it's time. The same, period. yeah, same time period. Um, La La Land. We've been over a lot. That's uh, ties the record for most nominations. Um, I also want to say it walks this year to to the Academy Award. I don't think there's really anything that's gonna sniff it. No, I yeah. I mean, I am a big fan of Manchester by the Sea. I I we talked about this last week about those being one and two. Uh, in my opinion, but uh, maybe Moonlight could steal it. I, although which I which we've both that... seen since since that conversation on Manchester by the Sea, me and you have both gone and seen Moonlight. Do you mm-hmm. would you replace Moonlight with Manchester? Because I would. You would see. I would. I now I think, just I now think that one A is Lala and one B is Moonlight. Uh, in terms of uh, voters' likelihood opinion, or to your win. personal opi- likelihood to win, not your personal preference. Um, I think that well, I think Manchester and Moonlight uh, are both achievements in uh, both very much like achievements in their own way. I also think they uh, 
kind of approach the indie drama with this like they're the, almost the same approach there's obviously di- all major different elements but they were you know the the kind of silent naturalistic approach to the the underlying drama that they had so yeah. they kind of felt like similar movies in that and i just I'll... think the the difference maker is that moonlight has a lot more that it's trying to tackle than manchester does and so i sure. think that's what gives it the I think it's. Up in terms I think it's awesome. more likely to challenge La La Land than Manchester by the Sea. As I'll agree with that, but I, I I prefer Manchester by the Sea. I was more moved by it. Um, I think Moonlight is better directed. I think Manchester is better written and performed. Uh, okay. I think the, I'm the with score you on that. and the score and Moonlight, the cinematography are 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 better. And it, you know, it's great for different reasons. I think they're both awesome films. Moonlight is more important um, for obvious reasons. Um, and I I really love that three different actors can all capture the same character so so well and you can tell immediately it's the same guy just just the obvious character traits and that they're all all three guys i mean you know something like boyhood is cool the same guy playing that kid the whole way through yeah but when you can get three different people to really capture an essence and truth of a character that's very impressive i Um, also liked that moonlight had multiple kind of it wasn't just about one thing. I liked that, you know, it was it was very much the, you know, the a troubled adolescence growing up in a very tough Miami, you know, where basically every episode of Cops has ever been shot. And yeah. and, you know, this kid trying to grow up, uh, you know, with with homosexuality laced in his life, um, you know, that that right there is enough to drive an entire uh, drama but then they also you know you have kind of the other the other side of his life with with his mother and the drug abuse and like growing up in that environment so it's about finding yourself versus your, your elements and and what uh and, and what your surroundings are telling you you're supposed to be and you know i just thought that the movie also you know had had an, you know incredibly powerful powerful themes but it was very comfortable existing in silence very much like it's main character like the all the scenes are pretty quiet because the kid's quiet you know mm-hmm. and so i thought that just the way that the movie read um and it is a play well it's it's yeah um, that's so cool it's actually a, a play written by a um uh, a teacher at the school of steppenwolf um, oh okay which is awesome chicago and, and, reference yeah, chicago rep yeah and, and uh, it's called well, let me get I, mean, I think i have it up here in some notes called in the moonlight black boys look blue which is also part it's of the monologue to, yeah part of the monologue that juan gives to yeah little love uh, i've never seen a um an adaptation of a play done so cinematically because i mean oh on the other yeah side, for sure. on the other side of the coin you got fences which is such a powerful performance showcase but they um, want it to look like a play yeah, and they want it to yeah. feel like a play, and this definitely—I would have never. If, if you didn't tell me that it was it was originally a play, I would have never ever guessed. And yeah, and that segues into I, I wanted to talk about the adapted screenplay category, and this Moonlight being in it, I think is a very very strong play for that. Um, What's but, in uh, adapt- Let's let's go through let's go through the rest of the uh, uh, act or rest of the pictures and then we can get into the screenplays and then we'll end with that yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh, kind of what uh, categories we're excited to see play out because i don't think it's going to be a runaway you know how um 
was it Mad Max kind of took every single um, tech award, tech, tech award, and like, oh my god, it's steamrolling. But then you know, it didn't unseat the favorite, which I'm blanking right now. Uh, that was two well, years there was, ago. No, that was Revenant was the, and then last year's best pick was um, the the right the Boston Globe um, uh, Spotlight. 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 Yeah. Anyway, so but, it didn't uh, unseat Spotlight. Yeah, so do you see, um, I mean, is La La Land going to run, run away with a lot of these, or is it just kind well, of win the know. top? Because... Um, the only guarantee from, I mean, it's one of those original songs, I think, takes it. Uh, best, I'll give it best picture. Well, I don't want to go down the whole thing, but I, I think it could I, be I unseated see, in a lot of other categories. Correct, yes. I don't think that it's a major achievement in costume design. I think mm-hmm. that there's other things, like... I know Florence Foster Jenkins was nominated. I know the chick from uh, Fantastic Beasts has uh, has always been like a darling in terms of the costume stuff. Um, so that I, I don't know about cinematography. Well, yeah. cinematography will probably, but like I do, I did really like Arrival for cinematography. I like they did a lot of cool stuff. Cinematography is a great category too. Uh, yeah, Lion and Moonlight and yeah, Arrival. Um, um, I don't see Silence winning that one, but um, I guess my point is that it's not it has the most nominations. It ties the record for the most. I don't know how many it walks away. Leonardo from. DiCaprio, everybody drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I my guess is it's gonna win nine of fourteen. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll write that down. Nine of write it down. Um, I do <laughs> put, think it'll oh, put it I, on the board. I do think it'll pick up a lot of the mixing, edit, sound mixing, sound editing. A lot of sound stuff, yeah. Yep. I think that it's going to win Although score, Hacksaw Ridge, win... I mean, you know, sound mixing, uh, the war films usually do pretty well in that category. Yeah, they do. They, they do do well. Star Wars uh, always seems to be there. Um, one, but I, the I think la- we're going to see, um, I think we're going to see it pick up uh, picture director. Um, one of the, I think Emma Stone probably wins. Um, I think it'll win for the song. Uh, I think it'll win for the score. I think it'll pick up a few of those mixing editings. It'll be like around eight or nine, but I think it's gonna. I think it will be knocked off on a couple of uh, the specific technical categories. Could be a big knockoff for directing too. I mean, uh, for the past couple of years, we've seen director and best picture kind of be split. So uh, Barry Jenkins, I think, would be my my first in line to knock it off oh, the directing. I could definitely see that happen. Um. Yeah, and then real quick, so for those of you curious on uh, the top five contenders of the top nine, you simply have to look at the directing category. Yep, uh, and that'll <laughs> limit them down right away. So Arrival, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, Hacksaw Ridge, and La La Land, you would have to guess, are the main contenders. Correct. Um, which makes sense to me. I mean, apart from Hacksaw Ridge, I, I guess I would swap that out with the fences. Um, oh, but but one movie we haven't talked about from the top nine is Lion, which I I recently saw and yeah, really enjoyed. I unfortunately have not seen it yet. That's uh, man, what a tearjerker that is! A, a lot of tearjerkers in this year's nominees. Um, I think I've I've shed a few throughout this list, but that one's awesome. It's based on a true story, just sort of amazing, amazing story. Um, and uh, yeah, Dev Patel is great, and it's just a really touching, touching story. Yeah, given um, the list you just said, Hidden Figures is really the only thing that's uplifting in the entire. Yeah, entire that that that's more of like a a happy cry, Hidden Figures. Yeah, uh, but um, what else did we want to talk about? Uh, well, no let's go find- through the. Ru- Where are we going? Sorry. Oh no, I'm just I no Finding Dory for animated 
for best animated films. That kind of was a shock to me. I I mean I yeah I I liked it. I I, I mean I'm a big fan of Finding Nemo and I think it's it kind of was overrated. But I mean, how good was Zootopia? How good was I Zootopia? I don't know. I I don't really ever have strong opinions on the animated care, uh, category, but uh, you know Zootopia was fine. Um, I I know Kubo and the Two Strings is getting a lot of love because of the stop animation with it. I haven't yeah, seen that yet. I uh, saw it. Yeah, I mean, it's really Moana impressive. was kind of the Pixar, the other Pixar one that got in there, and I think is Zootopia Pixar. Uh, is no, that's uh, it's a Disney. It's not Pixar. Okay, so uh, yeah, I I'm guessing Zootopia wins just because it seems to be doing well in the award circuit mm-hmm. under that category. But yeah, I, I don't really take too much time and or think about the animated category too much. Yeah, I guess I, that was just a, a surprise I had uh, alongside Amy Adams getting shut out of Best Actress. But that was the that was the biggest snub in my opinion. I when I saw that movie, I was certain she was going to be nominated. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. looks to be like Ruth uh, Niega. Am I saying that correctly? I think so. Ruth Niega. I I think she was the 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 swap in for that. I could I could have completely done without Meryl Streep being nominated this year for Florence Foster Jenkins. It's a nice performance. It's she's always great, but I don't think that there was anything even even not even just compared to her standards. But I think there was other performances this year that. Uh, we're, yeah, had achieved. We're more, more. compelling, I think. Yeah, a yeah. Bigger achievement. I just she, she was fine. She obviously always serves her characters well, but I yeah. I didn't see that this was a year that Meryl needed to be in there. It, the same thing is is when she was in Into the Woods, and I I don't think she was nominated for an Oscar that year, but she was nominated for a Golden Globe, and I'm like, you're just doing that to get her there. I you, yeah, I mean I mm-hmm. don't know. And then the the year she got nominated for Julie and Julia, which. I did like a, her in that. I thought that was a good Yeah, she was nomination. great, but it's it's And just, ironically, Amy Adams is in that movie. <laughs> wasn't wasn't nominated for Julie and Julia. Yeah, that's but, that's true. Uh, uh what what category are you excited to see play out? Uh best supporting actor is always a complete coin flip. Last year I had on my ballot um I had Sylvester Stallone, even though I didn't want him to win, I wanted Tom Hardy to win. And the f- one who was fifth on my list, who I said could have been swapped for somebody, was yeah. was Mark, Mark Rylance. Rylance, who wins the award. Uh, there was one guy at my Oscar party who knew, I think it was one of like three that he got right, and he just picked it because he didn't know the guy's name. He's like, I just <laughs> picked a dude that I didn't know. Um, so uh, he... Um, that was that that category is always a complete toss up. Uh, Marshala Ali is that? Am I saying his name correctly? Yeah, for Moonlight, I think I think he's he, he's got to be the odds-on favorite. But he's I the like... favorite, but he could get Stallone here. I th- I think that uh, I think there's well, a Stallone was like well because he won the Golden Globe and you're like oh Stallone building momentum. I was I, but I wasn't buying that. I'm like no, there's there's better stuff. But, but did I you, mean, Rylance didn't win anything up until the Oscar. I think he won like a BAFTA and a SAG award or something. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I think I, just, I don't I was think the not kid... a Bridge of Spies. I was not a big fan of the movie. Yeah, I wasn't either. But uh, I mean, I don't L- Lucas, think Lucas Hedges. Hedges. I don't think he gets it. I I don't know. I I like the performance, but no, I'm I was happy I, to see. Okay. Just happy to see that you know, because last week we talked about who's like a young kid that's no one, no one's thinking about that could get in, and this guy really, really um, 
impressed me in that movie. He he added much needed levity, and I think he did a really great job. Good to I see him too. nominated. I'm happy to see him nominated. I uh, Jeff Bridges too. We've talked about him stealing yeah, that movie. Yeah, he did steal that movie. I just don't think I, I don't think he's gonna get it. I just I don't know. Michael don't Shannon. Uh, I love oh, that he got nominated yeah. over uh, over Aaron Taylor Johnson. I just love I I love everything about that. He hasn't been he hasn't been talked about in the award season in terms no. of nocturnal animals and performances. Uh, you know, it was all kind of the Aaron Taylor Johnson. So he wins the Golden Globe and then Shannon comes in, baby. Yeah, just I liked, uh... <laughs> and I liked his character. I liked his character. He's great. And I liked his performance more than Aaron Taylor Johnson. I did. If I had to choose, if you would have, you know, asked me who I preferred, I'm, I'm happy that this is the way it plays. Yeah. Michael Shannon, I remember he he came in with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal to the place I was working at for a brief period. It mu- they must have been after finished finishing doing Nocturnal Animals. And I, I go over and I pour them both water. I come back and uh, my manager's like, so what was he like? What did he, you know, how, how is he? I'm like, <laughs> he was like, he's the kind of guy that will ask for a small glass of, uh, a small empty glass so that he can scream into it for an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they he seemed to get a kick out of it. But it's just he just has that presence. He's just a yeah. weird ball. I've of- seen him walking around the streets of Chicago, and it, like, the, you know, sometimes people can just walk by. I, my eyes were immediately drawn to him. He had crazy hair. He had these giant headphones on and had that look, you know, the look in his eyes, the the Superman, uh, the, the evil uh-huh. villain in Superman, just like that, like death stare. And that's just the way he was walking around. And, yeah. you know, he was like 70 percent head. I mean, his head is enormous. <laughs> it is huge. And and uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, my God, that's fucking Michael Shannon just right here. And I completely was able to spot him in a large crowd. Can't look just, away from that guy. Yeah. He's got such a energy. Yeah, this exudes such a presence. Um, yeah. And he's, so, he's probably and then, borderline insane. But, but then it's, Dev Patel is the the guy, and I haven't seen Lion yet, um, but it just seems that he's the guy who's nominated in a supporting category but had a title role. If I'm not – I haven't seen the movie, but it just – all the advertisements have him all over it, and I'm like – I was really surprised that he was considered a support, and – He's not. A, he's of, not a supporting actor. It's. I mean, he. To be honest, half of the movie is when they're kids. Uh, it's probably less than half, but uh, he's definitely the lead actor in it. And yeah, this this is one of those things where like the studio presents him for your consideration as a supporting, just so they feel like there's maybe room for him in that category versus he wouldn't have yeah, gotten nominated. Yeah, he would have never been and, nominated. And that's perfectly fine. I. I. It's if he's going to get recognized that way, that's great because. I think he deserves recognition, and uh, maybe as a way to for the academy to add um, more diversity in their categories, yeah. just to cover the bases. I don't know if that's necessarily the case because I think he deserves a nomination. Yeah, but but there it is. And then um, so that's I think he could uh, just based on that alone. I think he could challenge. Um, but you know, it could be a, a random you know Alan Arkin year where just like just it's it's always the wild card category. That's why I love that category. So interested to see how that played out. I think Viola walks in supporting actress. Uh, uh, but that's uh, I don't know. I mean, Michelle Williams. Uh, I don't know if she's getting much love, but I mean that that was such a great performance. Naomi Harris in Moonlight. I think that's yeah. A, she was really I, good in Moonlight. That's a nice little three way race. I think, but I think Viola walks with it for sure. Um, but it's it's those are three like one A one B one Cs. It's there's a yeah, lot total. of 
I could see, I could definitely see Emma Stone. Um, she's kind of a slight favorite for me, but I could see a lot of people playing. Uh, I haven't seen Jackie yet, but I, I just, it just seems like such an award friendly role. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I find it hard. I found it hard to pay attention to Jackie and it's just not necessarily a movie. I'm like a story. I'm really that interested in. And I'm, she does a great job and everyone's saying like, no one can ever touch this role again. She completely nails it. And, it's just such like a Oscar bait movie. I don't, it's so uninteresting to me at this yeah. point. And I think, yeah, I think maybe Isabella Hooper who won the golden globe, right? Yes. And I did really like her in, in L she's it's, it's an interesting movie. It's a, you know, one of those, the French can get weird. It can get, it's a little bizarre, but yeah, yeah she's a, it's, it's an interesting I need to see that. It, but in, I, feel, I you mean, know, that you'd sometimes have to say, they love to give a runner on that, on a, performance like that so yeah i but I, you'd have to feel like emma stone is is has a better shot than ryan gosling actually best so best actor we're looking at casey affleck versus denzel is that how you see it or do you think ryan gosling yeah i think a, that's one and two uh gosling at third um and then andrew garfield's fifth for sure uh who's who, who am i missing here vigo mortensen captain oh i haven't fantastic. seen captain fantastic but i've seen the trailer yeah, I, I just the trailer. It's one of those trailer trailers that you feel like you've seen the whole movie after you yeah. see the trailer. Yep, yep, exactly. So if you guys want to see Captain Fantastic, uh, Amazon has a nice three minute uh, bridged abridged version for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we finish up here, I did want to kind of transition into what I think could have been the tenth nominee. Not that that really okay. means that much, but the Nocturnal Animals I thought was really cool. And I, I was talking about it for quite a while afterwards, and I, I you know, a lot. we talked about Michael Shannon. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal was great for me. I my thing is, um, and and our guys from the the Watch Pod, they uh, they talked about this too. How a, a a movie where a woman reads a book, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. And I will say, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get back into the world of the book. You know what I mean? Yes, like, correct. Like everything going on with her and her her life in modern day, I was like, can you get get back to reading, please? I I want to know yeah, what's going on I with wasn't Jake as Gyllenhaal. Interested in her, her and Army Hammer. Army Hammer might be one of my least favorite Hollywood stars. I don't know. I've just never jived with him. Him and Ben well, Foster can go do a movie that I'll never see. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, Army Hammer is just like you know, he's just like the Winklevoss twins in person, probably. This he just. <laughs> Or maybe he's just a really good actor. I I just feel like he's got to be such a self-serving tool, maybe. But that's just... Yeah, he's so square. There's, you know, sometimes you admire an actor who, you know, kind of goes for it and makes bold choices. And never, ever, and I didn't see Lone Ranger on purpose, but God, the guy is so, like, blah. He's so Bill Paxton. It's just like, God, I just... And, you know, he brings nothing to that role. He Like, you could have got anyone else to do exactly what Army Hammer was doing. I have no idea what you're doing here. Get out of my face. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. I'm not into him. But, yeah, so so in, in so much of her world and so much of that is, you know, with, with him and surrounding him and in that relationship, which I don't really care about or buy. Yeah, and, and yeah. The, the, the enti- all of the interesting things are in, uh, in Jake Gyllenhaal's script there. And... Uh, yeah, it's just a really cool, you know, the 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 way in which metaphorically he is describing the end of his marriage with 
with Amy. Yeah, there. there's a lot of cool metaphors, like how yeah he had this child, but it, and a wife, but they were taken from him, and and that was that was Amy's doing, right? And then well, yeah, yeah, the the evil the evil Highwood uh, intruders or, or bad guys are basically Amy Adams, mm-hmm. you know, and you know her rape and murder of their marriage and his happiness. What uh? What did you take away from uh, the reason he set up that dinner and then just didn't show? I mean, it was that was the one part that kind of had me scratching my head, and um, and then what I kind of came around to was as Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, the the metaphorical character of him and in his soul in the book dies on that um in the desert, right? Yeah, he, no, desert. he he falls on a he falls on his gun, correct? I guess, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's the the death of any sort of Feelings relationship for. that he can have with her or, I don't know. I guess Yeah, I so so he's like, oh, I'm glad you read, read it. Or, yeah, let's, um, I would love to meet with you to talk about it. Okay, well, just let me know when and where. I, I forget the exact quote of, you know, the email he sends. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that he doesn't show up, I think it's just him revealing to her that there's, you know, there's nothing left. It's dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's dead. Like I was in the desert. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. That was the, that was the best I could come away with. I don't think I I found anything, um, any other nuggets in in the storytelling. But yeah, it was it was interestingly told. It was incredibly intense, uh, especially you know when they're going back to the scenes in the book, uh, and yeah. well performed. Uh, in you know as much as I was kind of railing uh, on Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's very good. You know, yeah. he's very good in it. Uh, Michael Shannon. Totally believable as taking a shit. Really believe that he was actually taking a shit on his porch. Oh yeah, oh, um, he was. Yeah, I know. You remember the scene? They come up to like ask him questions, and he's sitting there like nude yeah. on his outdoor toilet. I didn't know uh, that he was actually taking a shit. Well, yeah. Remember, he like wipes, and you kind of see the skid mark for a hot second. I figured that was movie <laughs> magic. I didn't know that he was he was getting method on that. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it was. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I, I I believe that he actually was. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, um, I did. But yeah, I'm really interested in the Jake Gyllenhaal. What he's doing right now, and the reconnaissance is officially over as gold, uh, gold rush or whatever his movie just uh, fell below forty percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. So <sighs> he's pretty much it. yeah. He's pretty much. Uh, it was good while it lasted, everybody. Yep. The McCon- we laid to rest the reconnaissance, but. Gyllenhaal, hey. baby. Gyllenhaal <laughs> is next up. He's Gyllenhaal he's great. 2018. Because <laughs> well, because he's, we had um, he's a, not he uh you had um Nocturnal oh, Animals. You had uh what was the Nightcrawler? Night, uh, Nightcrawler, yeah, thank you. And then you know he was pretty good on Everest. Uh, and then Demolition, the Demolition which I haven't Man. Seen. Uh, yeah. yeah, that wasn't bad. It was good. I mean, I mean, again, it's 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 not gonna win him an Oscar, but definitely putting out some very powerful performances as yeah. we. You know, picking up momentum on this machine. All he's got to do is some sort of like eight series HBO or Showtime, <laughs> you know, powerhouse drama, and then he could be next in line. You're right. Um, let's go, Gyllenhaal, baby. I think South and then um, oh, Southpaw as well. Oh yeah, Southpaw. I forgot about Southpaw, which uh, you know was another critical darling. So hey, baby, yeah, Gyllenhaal. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that's Nocturnal Animals. Uh, we kind of we discussed Moonlight quite a bit there. Um, uh, so everyone, whenever the nominations come out, all the headlines are the snubs, which is so annoying to me, and who got snubbed. And we kind of went over Amy Adams, but uh, 
I think another one that's out there is going to be Tom Hanks um, in Sully. I mean, do you yeah, agree we with that? that last week? I recovered that a couple of weeks ago. No, leave him off. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I really didn't care too much for Sully. Yeah, it was fine. Although, would you sub out Tom Hanks or Andrew Garfield? Nope. I'd have kept that the same. Yeah. Okay, cool. I right. Yeah, I don't have a strong I don't I don't really have a an actor besides Joel Egerton who I thought was probably gonna get nominated. Um I haven't seen Loving yet. That's one of the last ones I need to check out, but I uh I thought that he would probably get nominated and Garfield did and oh well. I mean What what I'm excited to see was uh to wrap this up, um one of the ones that has me scratching my head, original screenplay, I think is a tight race because I really love Manchester by the Sea, Kenneth Loggerman's, but then you got the lobster there, you got that's Hell or not, High Water. Not, it was great. It was good, absurdist movie making, but I don't think that's going to win. I don't think Hell or High Water is going yeah. to win. La La Land, 20th Century Woman. So you're yeah, going to Manchester there, huh? Yeah, that's right. Probably. That or La La Land. I, well, I there's think nothing the, there's nothing too incredible about the storytelling on La La Land in terms of the actual it's screenplay. It's probably the weakest link, the, the screenplay. Uh, but that's not... I still think because of all the momentum it has that it has a good chance to win. That's going to be a tough one for me to decide. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I mean, uh, I, I, just, I can't give screenplay director and best picture. I think that hasn't been done in so long. Um. I don't know if that happens. I think I think Moonlight could take director. Although I don't know, I don't know. But uh, that's gonna be. I just like that. There's there's some close races here, and not everything is cut and dry. I yeah, Moonlight because well, there was just so much, uh, so much achievement cinematically and what Chazelle was doing with La La Land. But Moonlight was so cool. The three stages and the the little the the flashing light before each of the phase and didn't it, like like you would you would kind of uh, compared it slightly to Boyhood. Um, it's you know you know only three phases instead of all the different stops along adolescence that we had with Boyhood. But I kind of also compared it briefly to the three different um acts that Jobs had in mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, the Steve Jobs movie had with Michael Fassbender and the movie you know, nobody wanted to see, but I really liked. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I thought that, you know, this kind of uh, achieved that as well. So I don't know. I just I if I were voting, I would vote for Moonlight for best director. But I, I think I would vote La La Land. OK, I just think bringing all everything together um, in terms of the choreography and and the the cinematography and and everything i think was very impressive yeah it is it was a it was a the the ambitiousness and the scope of the project was larger with la la land yeah that's a i tough think call. i think my my script vote would be manchester okay. uh for for adapted i guess i'll 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 give moonlight adapted uh, but arrival really was like very arrival smart. yeah, yeah arrival like script arrival was great it's a very smart screenplay uh, we didn't really. We kind of brushed over fences from the top. Did you want to go into that a bit? I think. I mean, I just recently saw it. I, I. I don't remember when you had seen it. Um, I. I did. I know I'm gonna talk about fences a little later, but I do. I. I did like fences. I really appreciated. Uh, you know, the, them, and and it's really hard to bring a the 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 stage play to screen isn't often done well. 
right? Yeah. Well, Viola like, Davis talks about that in at the Golden Globe. She's like, I'm, I thank you for making this movie. You know, not many people want to make a, you know. But yeah, I did. I forgot. Uh, you well, want to preview next week's episode? Yeah, I'm gonna have a, a couple buddies on to talk about it. Um, you know, and I, I'm really excited to get their perspective. One one guy is 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 not necessarily a common film patron, but just a, a, you know a, a normal Denzel uh, fanatic. And then the other guy is an actor who's been close to the text and and studied August Wilson. So interested yeah. to get their uh, perspectives on it, but. Yeah, again, I, I just like the raw performances in that. And, you know, so, just yeah. comfortable training the camera on two great actors and letting them go for it. I, yeah. you know, I really like Fences a lot. Or tra- train, gets... training the camera on yourself. If you're right. Yourself. Yes. Right. Um, so I'm hoping that it gets some sort of something. But yeah, I, I, I think. Oh, Viola, I think probably. Viola and possibly Denzel in the upset over Casey. It, like, if, if we see some Casey Affleck backlash, perhaps. Yeah, or maybe voters get scared off, yeah. which I think would be ridiculous. Um, I just, I mean, not to be unpopular, I just that I just loved his performance in that so much. I think it it transcends what you may have read about what happened on the set of um, I'm Still Here, which was a weird, stupid movie anyway. And who knows what? Yeah, went probably on. the worst decision either of those guys have ever made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they could go back in an DeLorean time machine that Robert Zemeckis made up. <laughs> and to, to bring this all tie this all up together in a bow i think yeah they well would i'll definitely not do i'm still here yeah i well i hope that they wouldn't but um yeah so i'll, I'll leave you to talk about fences i'll just i'll leave you with my my thoughts on it that i just was incredibly compelled and i mean it's almost two and a half hours but it's just there's something great about just watching two you know studs at the top of their game just bang it out and uh Denzel, when he's on, man, there's, there's a few things you'd rather, you'd rather see. Yeah, He's one of the best. Uh, what, what I find interesting, I know this has made its rounds on Facebook and, and YouTube, is the, uh, the back-to-back performances of James Earl Jones originating the role on Broadway and then Denzel doing it in the revival, uh, which he then obviously adapted into the film. Yeah, I, uh, definitely, I definitely was going to speak to that. Um, yeah. Well, well. I'll, leave, I'll leave that to next time. But it was just cool to see the difference. And uh, so the surprising the amount of levity Denzel kind of brings to it in, in, you know, in contrast to James Earl Jones just being this booming, terrifying man. But uh, in right. the movie, it's like he's still that asshole who, yeah, he may be smiling when he says it, but, uh, you know, he means business. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree. Well, totally cool. agree. Let's, uh, let's wrap that up there, and uh, we'll, we'll – be excited to hear your uh, more in-depth take with some regular turds. <laughs> regular turds, baby. Next week. All right, well, that's cool. going to do it for this week's analysis. This has been Matt and Bob. Hey, thanks for coming. Have a good one. Watch the Oscars. Bye.